all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. It's there on the bottom of the screen. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we give you glory. God, we give you honor. We give you thanks and praise. We are open and we are ready to receive. God, we pray that you speak to us now with strength that you speak to us now with clarity, that you speak to us now, God, with power. Thank you for this eighth month. It's the first Sunday, which means it's the first fruit, God, of this eighth month. We give you honor and praise because eight means a new beginning. So, God, we call some new beginnings in some areas of our lives. God, wherever we need a refresh, wherever we need a restart, we call it forth now in this month, in the name of Jesus. And, God, we say thank you right now in Jesus name open your mouth say I'm open and I'm ready uh-uh say it like you mean to say I'm open and I'm ready I, I just need you to say that come on 915 I need y'all to get up your faith a little bit say Lord I'm open and I'm ready there we go. Now y'all ready. Let's go to work. So this new series we're starting today, I intentionally wore the shirt that's in the series graphic today just so that there was some continuity. Watch me. Uh, it is called The Ghosts and the Gifts. And here's what we're learning about. We are learning about the Holy Ghost and the gifts that he brings. Now, whenever you see the term Holy Ghost, it also refers to the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing. The Holy Spirit is the same thing as the Holy Ghost. It's the same thing as the Spirit of God. Uh, biblically speaking, it is this word, Old Testament, Ruach. Everybody say Ruach. It means the breath of God, the mind of God, and the wind of God. Pay attention. God says, my spirit, watch me, is my breath in you. Can I tell you that it is his breath that's in your lungs? The Bible says in Genesis that he breathed the breath of life into man. Can I tell you the only reason that you have been able to catch your breath, even after things that tried to drain you, tried to wash you out, tried to knock you down, is because God is on the inside of you. I need you to open your mouth and say, it's his breath that's in my lungs. 
It means the mind of God, which means the same mind that created the universe, that created the galaxies, that created the planets, that created the stars, that spoke to nothing and created everything. That same mind that did that is the mind that's in you. That's why you can never look at a situation and say there is no solution. No, there is a solution because when you're filled with this spirit, his mind is on the inside of you. Listen, it doesn't make any sense, watch me, that God would do some of the miracles that he did the way that he did in the Bible, but because the same mind that did miracles in the scripture is the same mind that is in you and I. Watch me, God says there's nothing you face that you cannot accomplish. I need you to look at every obstacle and say, I got this. Matter of fact, I need you to elbow a fist bump somebody next to you and say, you got this, you got this. Why? God will give you creative ideas. He'll give you the ability to think of stuff nobody else would think of. Who in the world would think that you would be prospering in the midst of a pandemic? Why? Because I don't have a normal, natural mind, baby. I am filled with the very mind of God. Then, listen, it is the wind of God. Sometimes you need a push, and, and that push, watch me, it, it is not just adrenaline. There are certain moments in your life where you need a push. You, you need, watch me, to get pushed to a place of discomfort because comfort and change cannot exist in the same place. So sometimes what the Spirit of God will do is that he will give you the push that you need. You would have sat, watch me, quietly unless he pushed you. You would have never prayed for that miracle unless he pushed you. You would have never put your name in the hat unless he pushed you. I'm speaking to some world changers, some history makers, some line crossers, some boundary breakers in this building and on every digital campus that watch me. God has been giving you a push. Why? To do what it is you thought you would never be able to do. I need everybody on three to holler, push. One, two, three. I need you to holler again. One, two, three. He'll give you a push. He'll give you a push to pray when you don't want to pray. He'll give you a push to forgive somebody when the truth is you want to cuss them out seven ways from Sunday. He'll give you a push, watch me, to make God a priority in your life. Let's tell the truth. He'll give you a push to get up out of the bed when all you want to do is lock yourself in. He'll give you a push to get up and look at people who you know have been talking about you. Look at them in their face and still show them love. On three, I need you to holler, push. One, two, three. Listen, and that, that, that's the ruach. That, that's the term used for the spirit in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it is this word. It is this word, pneuma. Say pneuma. Pneuma, it means the soul and also the spirit of God. Now, there are three spiritual experiences available to every Christian. Here's the first one. The first experience, pay attention, it is the decision to become a Christian. That's what we call it at Harvest. That's also called salvation. That's also called being born again. But more specifically, you are sealed by the spirit. Say, I'm sealed by the spirit. Ephesians 1.13 says this, in him, you also, after listening or hearing the message of truth, stop. This is why uh, hearing the word is so important. This is why we make all of our messages available on podcasts and YouTube and all of that. Almost 100,000 downloads this year alone of the podcast. Why? Because you got to hear the message. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Whatever you continually hear, you will eventually believe. Which is why you got to make sure you're not around people, watch me, where the only thing they're speaking is negativity because you will eventually only believe negativity. I rebuke every negative person in your circle, every negative person in your environment. Watch me, and not just every negative person, but I rebuke the negativity that comes up in you. 
Why? Because if you keep speaking negative, you're eventually going to have faith in what it is that you speak. So in you, watch me what he says, after listening or hearing the message of truth, the gospel of salvation, having also believed. So I got to hear it to believe it. I got to hear it to believe it. I got to hear it to believe it. Why do we have the Bible? Because you need to hear it to believe it. You got to hear it to believe it. You need to know that the same God that did miraculous then is the same God that can do miraculous now. You need to know that the same God that did amazing then is the same God that can do amazing now. You need to know that the same God that took nobodies and turned them into somebodies so they could tell everybody about the greatest anybody that ever was. You need to know that that same God, I, you need to hear it so you can believe it. Watch me. And then once you believe it, look at what the scripture says. You were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. So what happens is God puts his seal on you. He puts his seal on you. Somebody sent me this 24 karat gold water. And, you know, preachers, they like having this nice water. And, you know, even y'all, you know, you'll get those expensive waters in the glass bottles. And all of that. And me, I'm kind of old school with my water. Give me some arrowhead and, 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 you know, and I'm good, right? Don't give me no Nisani. I don't want Coke. If I wanted Coke, I would have got a Coke. Don't give me. So somebody said, it's, 20, it's literally 24 karat gold that's in the water. I said, I'm going to preach with that. And I said, I'm going to drink that to get my voice strong again. <laughs> what was amazing, though, is that they, they sealed it because they had to make it the gold that the, is literal pieces of gold that are in there. Come on, camera. Let's go. They're literally pieces of gold that are in there. You can see it. at the, You see that? Do you see it swirling? Listen, I was going to try to harvest it and make a ring. Listen. There's literally pieces of gold that are in it. But what was amazing to me is the way that everything was sealed. Pay attention. They wanted to make sure that everything that was in it was protected. So watch me. When you give your life to the Lord, salvation is not just about not dying and going to hell. Salvation, watch me, is to make sure that everything that's in you is protected. Mm. I need you to hear me. God cares so much about you that he wants to protect you. Watch me. From enemies foreign and domestic. He's going to make sure that nothing you've been through is going to be wasted. He's going to make sure that nothing you've encountered is going to be wasted. Why? He put his seal on you, which is the reason why when you show up, you look different. Why? You got a seal that other people do not have. Let me tell you why you're going to be victorious. You have a seal that other people do not have. And when people say, how did you make it this far? You'll be able to say, God, it wasn't anybody but the... And so this is why we have something called water baptism. Water baptism is a Hebrew term. That's the language of our Old Testament, mikvah, which deals with living water that cleanses externally. This is why we baptize. For those of you that have not been baptized, I encourage you, uh, if you've not been baptized in water, register for it. We do it uh, every single month. But then there's the second experience. I've taught these before, but we're going slightly different. I just want to make sure we've got good foundation. The second experience is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit or being spirit-filled. Check it out. He can seal me, but being sealed doesn't necessarily mean that I'm filled. See, somebody can wear the shirt but not believe in the heart behind it. Somebody can put their name on something but not necessarily believe in the thing and the name that they carry. You ever been somewhere? I remember going to one particular steak restaurant and, uh, and the, the seal that was on the restaurant suggested that the level of service was supposed to be at one level. And then when I went through the experience, I said, well, goodness, if I, listen, I didn't know, and this is what I said to him, right? I'm just going to tell you what I said to him. I said, I thought I was coming to blank place. I didn't know I was coming to blank place. Because I expected the service to match the seal. 
Well, watch me. So you can have the seal, but not necessarily be filled with the thing that you carry the seal of. Pay attention. So watch me. John chapter 14, 17. There's many Christians that call out Christianity. Watch me. But they don't act like Christians. You cannot tell me you're a Christian, yet you use Christianity to justify your hatred of other people. You cannot tell me you're a Christian, but use your Christianity to justify and demonize the differences of other people. I wish you'd elbow somebody and say, I'm not just sealed, but I'm filled, baby. I, I, I am the real, if you ever wanted to see the real thing, you're sitting next to the real thing. You're chatting with the real thing. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on, Periscope. Come on, Harvest Channel. Shout, I'm the real thing. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. This is important because when you're filled with the Spirit, he's going to lead you to truth. Now, he's not going to force you to truth. He's going to lead you to truth. Truth about what? Truth about God, truth about your circumstances, truth about you. The Holy Ghost does not allow you to live in delusion. Which means sometimes you will say it's everybody else. But when your spirit feels, he'll say, no, let's put this mirror up because I need to lead you into truth. And truth and facts are two very different things. See, watch me. The truth comes from a Greek word. Can I teach you like I want to, 915? It comes from a Greek word, pistis, which means what God says about it. So he's going to lead you into what God says about it, not what you say about it. Because what you say about it is based on what you want out of it and what you think it should be. But God says, but what if, it, uh, what if I wanted to take what it was and make it something greater than what it was? But you would not know that because you live by fact instead of truth. Bishop, what are you trying to tell me? I'm so glad, watch me, that God's not going to leave you the way that he found you. I'm so glad that he's going to lead you into truth, which means God says, I'm not going to let you be what you were. You may come as you are, but you won't stay as you are because he's going to make you better. He's going to make you stronger. He's going to make you wiser. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Watch me. The world. What does this mean specifically? The unsaved cannot receive him. So you got to have the first experience to get the second experience. You can't be spirit filled. Sometimes when I hear people talk, and I understand people mean well, but meaning well doesn't mean knowing better. And sometimes people say you just can feel his spirit. Well, he's not a cold. You can't feel him. He's, uh, he's not a temperature. You can't feel him. He's not a cold. You don't catch him. You got it? Oh, watch me. It says the world cannot receive him. In, in, in other words, watch me. If you haven't had the first experience, the second experience is not even available because Jesus said the world can't even receive him. Why? Because it isn't even looking for him and does not recognize him. Watch me. Notice it says him, not it. Because the Holy Spirit, watch me, God is one times one times one equaling one. He's not one plus one plus one equaling three. This is important to understand because if you believe that there are three different people sitting in the heavens, you literally are polytheistic. That's paganism, no? There is one God that has manifested himself in three different ways. See, if I freeze this water, it's ice, but it's still water. If I heat this water up, it's steam, but it's still water. This is how God is. God says, I'm solid, watch me. I'm steam, watch me, and I'm liquid. But it's the same God. So watch me. There is no junior Holy Ghost. There is no lesser Holy Ghost. So the same God I read about in Genesis is the same God. You don't even know what you got going for you, baby. You don't even know what you got going for you. Somebody shop the same God. Say, he's living in me. Well, ask me, but you know him. Because he, listen, I gave you the preview. Because he lives with you now. 
And this was Jesus speaking, and he was speaking at a time present with his team. He says, and later will be in you, because that wasn't available to them at that time. It's available for us. So you got to have the first experience before you have the second experience. This is mikvah. A Hebrew word that means living water that's cleansing from the inside out. So water baptism is about the outside, but, but, then, but then being spirit-filled is about the inside. Water baptism is a sign for me to see and other people to see that I'm sealed. But watch me, being spirit-filled is a sign for me to change from the inside out. In other words, I'm not just putting lipstick on a pig, I'm changing the pig. You're not just going to dress it. You, you ever heard people say you got to fake it until you make it? Uh-uh. See, watch me. You only have to fake it until you are it. When you are it, you no longer have to fake it. Which means when your spirit feels, he'll begin to do what leads you into truth. He'll begin to change you from the inside out. You'll begin to notice yourself not responding the way you used to. You'll begin to notice yourself not getting upset about stuff you used to be uh, get upset about. You'll begin to notice yourself changing from the inside out. Why is that important? Because if he fixes the root, then it'll automatically change the fruit. I'm going to tell somebody there's some stuff you were struggling with that will not be a struggle. Why? Because the Holy Ghost says, I'm fixing you from the inside out. I don't just need you to talk about being a curse breaker. I need to fill you with the curse breaking power so that you are able to break every. Watch me. And when you're filled, and, and here's the question, Bishop, how do I, how am I filled with the spirit? You're filled when you ask. Say, when I ask, I'm filled. Now, this is important because how do you, how do you have the first experience? How do, you, how do you get saved? How do you experience salvation? You ask. You literally pray it, right? Now, you don't get a salvation certificate from heaven. Like, you don't get a FedEx overnight to your house from heaven saying, we got you. You believe it by faith. Now, somebody might argue and say, well, Bishop, this is my problem with Christianity. You want us to believe everything by faith. But you do everything by faith. You went to the car lot and took their word that the car was going to work. Y'all ain't, you did that by faith. Come on, you'll catch it. See, watch me. Even atheists and agnostics walk by faith. They just don't know what they're doing. You literally sat in a chair. Watch me. You, you walked in. You didn't in interview the chair. You didn't interrogate the chair. You didn't investigate the chair. By faith, you said, well, it's a chair, and I choose to believe that when I sit in it, it's going to hold me up. I'm going to tell you, watch me, you've got more faith than you even recognize that you do. What we got to do is make sure that you've got your faith in God and not just in an outcome. Many people, their faith is in an outcome. Well, if I win, then my faith works. No, my faith is in the God of the outcome. Why? Because he'll take all things and make them work together for my good. Watch me, even my nose. So when you're filled, you're filled when you ask. It's not, it's not oh, I feel full. I feel filled. It's not a feeling. Somebody say it's not a feeling. Now, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Luke 11 and 13. How much more? Jesus, Jesus, is, Jesus has a little bit of petty in him, which is why I love him. That's one of the many reasons why I love him, because he would say stuff that had a little petty on it. You ever said something to somebody, and you had a little petty on it, like, like, like somebody said, you ready? And you're like, well, I'm standing at the door with my bags. I mean... So, so, before, so before this, Jesus says this. So before this, Jesus says this. Before this, um, before this, he says, if you are evil and you give gifts to your kids, you missed the petty. You already missed the petty. He was like, if you ratchet, 
and you still give gifts to your kids, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Check this out. So, so watch me. Watch me. Uh, uh, I need everybody to pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for salvation. So say, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray to be filled with the Spirit of God. Come on, say, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. Live on the inside of me in Jesus' name. I need you to release a praise right there. Because you don't know who just prayed that for the first time. You don't know who just asked for that for the first time. Come on, I need to hear you, 915. The digital campuses need to hear you, 915. So, but I told you, there's not just one, there's not just two, there's a third experience. And I've talked about this before, and this is important. This is what happened for many of you on, uh, on Friday night, right? It's, it's where you need a refill. <laughs> Why do you need a refill? Because life drains you. Why do you need a refill? Because life literally will drain you. Going through your everyday life will drain you. Going through your everyday experiences will drain you. Who can be honest that, that watch me, that sometimes just doing what you do, even though you love what you do, can drain you. Y'all are quiet in the building today. Watch me. How many of you know being friendly can drain you? Because part of you was like, listen, I'm going to pretend like I didn't see the phone ring. I Listen. Because I already know what they call it. But How many of you know that loving people can drain you? Life can drain you. Watch me. Caring about a cause that people shout about but then don't show up to help you fix. Everybody likes to shout about it, but then when it's time to do the dirty work. I'm so glad you sit next to somebody. Watch me. That the spirit empowers them to do the dirty work. I... I don't just talk about it, I walk it out. So the third experience is you need to be refilled. You need to be refilled. And I've told you this before when I've taught this because I want to get somewhere um, uh, in this word. Uh, uh, you need a refill. Say, I need a refill. All right? And, and I've taught you before that this is something that you pray for on a daily basis. And most Christians, if you grew up in church, you knew to get filled. You didn't know that you needed a refill. So some of y'all, lots of me, you, you looked at being filled with the Spirit as an event instead of a lifestyle. So you said, Bishop, I was filled with the Holy Precious Holy Ghost, July 14th, 1994. Then no wonder why your attitude sucks because you, you, you've been dry since 94. No wonder why you're rude to people in the name of God. Your tongues ain't even nice. <laughs> Like, God. <laughs> All right? All right. So, so you need to refill. Now, now listen. Here's what I want to get. When you're spirit-filled, you can be spirit-led. You, you have to get to that second stage to be spirit-led. Salvation, salvation, watch me. You, there's something missing if it's salvation only. What's missing is being led by the spirit. You have to guess by the spirit. I'll say it again. If you only got to stage one, you have to guess and hope it's God. But watch me, when you're filled and you stay filled, you, you can be led by the Spirit. Pay attention to the word on the screen, can. Because can doesn't mean it's automatic. Because the Spirit leads, he doesn't force. 
We have this ex- we have this thought process that many people, especially if you grew up in church, that God forces things to happen. Right. And, and there are some times in scripture where God pulled rank and, 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 and he made not an executive decision because executives can be hired and fired. He's, he can't be you can't do either to him. He pulled rank and made the king's decision because a king's word can only be canceled by the king that issued the word. So so sometimes he'll pull rank and he'll say, mm but what we discover is the Bible is not a book of destiny. It's a book of decisions. I'll say that again. It's not a book of destiny. It's a book of decisions. This is why I don't even like using the word destiny because many people say, I just feel like this is my destiny. But a destiny implies a destination, which implies you don't have to make good decisions to get there. You are where you are because of the decisions that you've made. Watch me to make better decisions. You need the spirit to lead you in making those decisions so that you don't have to learn from loss. I rebuke you losing in the second half of 2021. I come against any bad decision, any bad decision, any bad decision that would try to come up in the second half of 2021. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'll be spirit-led because I'm spirit-filled. All right, now look at this. Proverbs 3 and 6. If you missed the preview last night, you heard me uh, go over this verse, but now I want to teach it to you. In all your ways, I'm teaching, but we're about to go up. You ready? I said, are you ready? Listen, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Let's break this verse down. In all your ways. What does this mean? Your movements, your decisions. God said, in every decision, I need you to acknowledge me. And here's the problem is that you are sometimes too smart to be spirit led. Education's amazing. Your, your pastor's an educated man. You're sitting next to somebody that might be an MD, PhD, uh, 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 OPP, you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Alpha, Omega, Kappa, Phi. Listen, I don't know. No, I'm being funny. What's me? You, you're sitting next to someone that's educated. You're chatting with someone that's educated. Education is good. But, but check this out. Sometimes, what's me? Education makes you think that you don't need God. Because you will rely on data. You will rely on facts. You will rely on information. You will rely on what you study, not realizing God wanted to do something new through you so you would become the thing that people study. I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and say, you're about to be a case study. They're about to say, how did you get this done? How did you make this happen? Why? Because I didn't rely on the knowledge and the facts of the world, but the spirit led me. I see some people about to step in the seven figures. I see some people about to step in the six figures. I see some people about to be blessed, to be a blessing for somebody else. And you're not going to get there just because of your knowledge. You're going to get there because of the spirit. Holla, Holy Ghost. I want to be clear. I am not against, I am not against facts and data. I, I, I am, I, listen, I am a believer in, in information and data and knowledge and education. I live my life as a student. Every day I'm growing. I teach you. Watch me. You, you've never learned this much Bible with this many. You, listen, you could be able to go teach Hebrew and Greek. So I believe in education, but, but, but watch me. But when you're spiritual, pay attention. But when you are spiritual, do not, watch me, shut down your greatest asset. 
If you and I were supposed to live like regular people, then why do we need to be filled with the Spirit? If you and I were supposed to live like regular people, why would we? Wh wh then why have the Spirit of God? Why be saved if the only thing to be saved from is going to hell? You just do like Constantine and live live like a hellion until you get ready to die and then get saved. Now, I need you to pay attention to this. This is so important. That's me. Because some people think that way because they think all Christianity is is about the afterlife, not realizing, come here, you better remember that last series. That, that watch me. I'm not trying to die to get to heaven. I'm living well to bring heaven down here. Why? We were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. I need to pull that last series out one more time. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom isn't here or there, but it is in you. Hallelujah. All right, so let's look, so let's look, so let's look. He says, in all your ways, your movements, your decisions, acknowledge, and here's what acknowledge means. It means yada. There's two words for lifting your hands, yada and toda, Hebrew words in scripture. It, it means worship with an extended hand. Now, take this out. Most times we think of extended hands and worship, we think of this, right? We think of this, we think of this, we think of this. Uh, but really, yada has a different imagery, than, than you and I might think of. Yada means, watch me, I'm extending my hand. Put your hand out like you want me to lead you. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Parents, listen, you got to move. And you don't even tell them. Here's what you do. When you see my hand out, that means you need to come grab my hand. I don't need to tell you you need to follow me. You know you don't know where you're going. And for some of you, your problem is you think you know where you're headed, not realizing that your, where you were headed was too low. Where he wants to take you is way up high. I need you to open up your mouth in this building and online say, lead me, Lord, lead me. Because here's what you'll try to do. So let's pretend like I'm the Lord, and let's pretend like you are you. And this is you, and, and, this, and this pretending I'm the Lord. Here's what you do. So the Lord puts his hand out. But here's what a lot of people do. Here's what a lot of people do. You try to get ahead of God. You, you, you try to get ahead of God. And, and when you try to get ahead of God, what happens is you're like, Lord, lead me. He was like, well, listen, I'm not over there. Y'all ain't listening to me today. I'm not over there. I'm still over here. So listen, you don't tell me what you're going to do. I'm the father. I'm the king. I'm the Lord. I tell you what you're going to do. So for some of you, you feel out there, but you feel out there because you did not let him lead you. So instead, God says, no, come back over here like I said. And watch me. Look at the next part. And give me permission to lead you. Which means God says, I'm your father, but I ain't going to force you. So unless you want me to lead you, I'm not going to lead you. And here's a great leadership principle I learned. I learned this years ago. I said in my first business was 12. I've been hiring people and leading people since I was a kid. And here's what I discovered. And I used to try to get people to see, listen, I'm trying to get you to get it. And here's what I learned. If you don't volunteer to let me lead you, then watch me. I don't want to lead you. What do you mean? I'm not going to fight you to tell you what you need to know because watch me, you the student, I'm the teacher. One's the horse, one's the water. One needs the other, the other does not need the other. So I learned years ago, if somebody wants to fight me, I'm not fighting you. 
So somebody wants to, but I just feel, baby, I tell you what, I release you to go and find somebody that you can give permission to lead you. Because if I'm not, if I put my hand out and you don't give me permission to lead you, guess what? I, there's other people that will do it. So I'm not going to fight with you. And the Holy Ghost says, I'm looking for some people that I can lead. Why? Because I got the world I want to change. I got a city I want to change. I got a community I want to change. But I'm looking for some people I can lead. Say, lead me, Lord. Give permission to lead. Here's what that means. Submission. Let me get you. Here's why a lot of people are spirit-filled but not spirit-led. It's because you're a control freak. If you don't know all the details, you don't want to do it. Ooh, there's some lies up in here. Don't y'all lie in the building. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on, Atlanta. How many of us can be honest? How many of us can be honest? That as much as you try to pretend like you're not a control freak, you got to know, now why are we doing this? And why is it like this? And why is this going on like this? And I want to talk about this. And why is this happening like that? And somebody fill me in on this. And you know what? Let me think. And here's what God says. God says, submit. Here's submission. I get under the mission of who I'm submitted to, sub under mission, which means, which means, let me, let me get another mission, missive, missive, directive. Mm. Pay attention, which means I get up under the directive, even if I don't understand it, I follow it. And this is a hard concept, especially if you've ever been hurt by natural leaders, if you've ever been abused or misused by natural leaders, because now you want to check everything, including who you're supposed to submit to. But that's called anarchy. God's not in that. God's not in that. God's not in that. He says, give me permission to lead you, which means submission. So I'm going to put my hand out, and when I feel your hand, I'll know that I got you. But here's what a control freak does. Stand back. You're studying the hand. You're considering whether or not you agree with the hand. You're checking your bank account to see if you like what the hand's saying. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You're checking ticket prices as if your God has a checkbook. The Bible says all the gold is his, all the silver is his, the cattle on a thousand hills, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. Y'all hear? Well, watch me. When you're a control freak, you study the hand. Ooh, watch me. Watch me. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Here's what you do. When, you, when, when, when you're a control freak, you can be spirit-filled, but you asking other people. about what they should do with the hand. And if you're not careful, watch me. You'll mess around and get a parking lot profit that's going to pull you away from the hand. So now the hand of God is right here. But now you didn't got pulled off into some craziness, into some mess, into some foolishness. And now God says, now I got to take you in a circle. So now you got to go in a total circle because the only way to get back over here is you're going to have to go through hell you weren't supposed to go through. You're going to have to go through loss you weren't supposed to go through. And I rebuke unnecessary loss. I rebuke unnecessary trauma. I rebuke unnecessary pain. Say, Spirit, lead me. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Watch me, watch me. Then it means, watch me, once I submit to it, I don't study it, I submit to it. Then I respect, look at the screen, here's what that word acknowledge. Then I respect it. 
What does it mean to respect? It means to give deference to. What does it mean to respect? It means to honor. What's proof of honor? Adaptation. So if I snatch you close, that means you don't pull away. Why? Because I respect the hand. Come on, y'all. And for some of you, watch me. God tries to pull you, but you try to fight, and you try to pull the other way. And when you're trying to pull the other way, he says, I'll tell you what, I'll just let you go. Do you not know that there is something called hell on earth? Say, what is that, Bishop? In Romans chapter 1, God says, here's hell on earth. I will give you over to your own reprobate and debased mind. Let me tell you what hell is. Hell is when God says, I tell you what, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, but since you want to go do your own thing, since you want to pull away and do your own thing, since you want to do your own thing, then I'll, I'll just let you go. That's hell. Hell on earth is you doing your own thing and God saying, you can do it. I'm not going to fight you. You want to marry them? Marry them. I told you not to, but since you want to do that, hey, watch me, you, you want to be rebellious, do your own thing. And watch me, because you didn't die, you think it's God. Because, you didn't, because it didn't end up crazy. You think it's God. But he says, listen, that's hell on earth. And here's the thing about a fire in hell. It may start low before the flames start to blaze. There's some stuff that he allowed because he wasn't going to fight you to lead you. But I need you to look at somebody next to you and fist bump on my elbow and say, but that was the first hell. Say, but we're in the second half now. And you're going to be spirit-led in every decision that you make if I don't hear some praise behind that I'm come on say spirit lead me it means respect respect my hand and do what I say that literally that's how God works like God is not going to fight with you like when you get a little attitude and, and we say lift your hand, you're like, I'm not lifting my hands. You know what he says? I tell you what. So since you, don't, since you want to worship everything else but me, do that. I ain't going to fight you. Since you want to worship your job, the one I gave you, and, and now you wouldn't even ask them if you could be at church. Because you, you chasing that money so much, you wouldn't even try to see if you could put me first. So since you didn't even see, go on and had a job. But when they drop you and you come back over here asking me to get you. It means to respect, watch me, and follow. Yes. Respect and follow. Watch me. But Lord, you're taking me, get up from the keyboard, you're taking me to something I don't know. I don't know. This is different, God. This is new. This is new territory. I, Lord, I'm not, I was comfortable standing over there next to that wall. I was comfortable with my little earpiece in my ear. I was comfortable doing that. And now you got me sitting in seats. And you got me around people. I'm not used to being over here in this section. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. But watch me, but watch me. But if you respect me, let me lead you. Give me permission and I'm gonna direct your path. Yes, Shabbat. You didn't know that there was music on the inside of you. You didn't know that there was something greater on the inside of you. On three, I need you to open your mouth and release a praise that he's going to lead you into something you did not expect. One, two, three, go. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So stop telling him what you don't know. 
because you don't know nothing. I just want to be as direct as I can. When I know I'm not going to enjoy that, shut up. Well, I know that's going to be a challenge. Shut up. Say, Bishop, you're speaking real aggressive. Yes. Why? Because there's so much God wants to do between August 1 and August 30 in your life that I don't have time to be polite. I don't have time to say it nice because by the time you get to the end of this month, everything about your new, everything new. <laughs> so he says, so he says, and I will direct your path. Pay attention to the screen because I'm going to bust a bubble. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say he's going to say anything to you. You're looking for voices instead of verses. And, and let me tell you, if you're hearing voices, you may need to get that checked out. Now, I'm serious. Now I, now, I mean that with every level of seriousness. Just wink at somebody and say, no, just wink. The wink is what you're going to say. Because people be, listen, Christian people, I, listen, as a shepherd, I love the people of God. But sometimes the people of God say stuff, and I just be like, that is, God ain't got nothing to do with that. That's you. And you call it God because nobody ever checked you or cared enough to tell you he wouldn't do that. Notice he didn't say you're going to feel anything. See, listen, there's a difference led versus said. He did not say, I'm going to say anything to you. He said, I'm going to direct your path, which means, watch me, you have to stay connected when I put my hand down. See, watch me, you didn't run when I put it out. That's how many Christians do. When I put my hand out, get to the hand. You're so focused on what you're doing, you, you can't even be led. I'm not saying anything. Watch me. Parents, when you're, when you're with your kids, I was, I, was, I was doing, I was on some uncle duties the other day. And, um, and, and so we were walking and we were walking. Listen, I, listen, I, I run a military organization. You understand me? I, I run a tight ship. And so we ain't doing all of that. He, he, and all that, and all that. We're going to have fun, but you're going to have fun doing what I didn't say. <laughs> you understand? You, pray, you know, uncle, I want to do that. That's nice, but you're going to do what I said now. And he said, oh, I'm just so tired. I said, well, you must be too tired to go to Six Flags, so let's turn around. <laughs> oh, no, I can pick it up now. I said, okay, I said, and if you say one more thing to me about being tired and your legs being tired, you ain't going nowhere, you understand? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I said, oh, no, I run a military organization, you understand? He said, parents, 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 when you do this, see? <laughs> and I'm not picking on you. I just want to pick, pick, pick out the principle. Watch me, watch me. You were waiting to hear something. He's not doing that. Watch me. And when he leaves you, then sometimes he'll leave you right there. Go ahead of you to prepare something for you. He's already in your August. He's already in your September. He's already in your October. He's already in your November. He's already in your December. Then he'll come back and say, now it's ready. Let's go. He's ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Open your mouth and say, he's ready. I'm ready. Let's go.
So let me give you an example of this in the Bible. And, and I don't know if I'll be able to do it at this experience or the next experience to tell you the significance this has for me. L look at this. In Acts chapter 16, we're dealing with Paul. We're going to talk a lot about Paul at the beginning of this series because I ended the last series teaching you about Paul. See, it's all sequential. Now, Paul is an apostle. Apostle means sent one. Apostello in the Greek. He's sent by the ruling apostles, the bishops. He set out to do great work. Peter, James, and John were the preeminent amongst those three, and they would send them out to do work. They were, they were trying to get the gospel to all of the known empire at that time. And Paul is, pay attention, he's fulfilling his mission. Pay attention, he's doing what he was told to do. But in doing what he was told to do, some very interesting developments happen. I'm about to explain your life. I'll say it again. I'm about to explain your life. I'll say it a third time, and if I don't hear a response, I can close it up right here and just go to 11.15. You ready? I'm about to explain your life. So look at the Bible. They're on a journey to get the gospel to more people. And pay attention. There are some next logical steps that make sense on the journey. L let me teach you practicality. A. B, C, except when you're spirit-led. When you're spirit-led, it may be A, B, Z. Because part of being spiritual means that my process doesn't match everybody else's. And here's what you're sleeping on. You keep comparing your life to the life of people that don't have the advantage you have of being spiritual. And the problem is, is that you're trying to take their steps, but their steps are their steps, and your steps are his steps, and his steps do not necessarily make logical sense. So they're on a journey, and there are these steps that make logical sense. And I want you to pay attention to the scripture. And if y'all don't shout off of this, I promise you, I'm gonna y'all open that door, and I'll see the eleven fifteen. You ready? And you can go get you some brunch. It's in the store. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia. Pay attention to what's underlined. Having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. I'm leaning towards this door. In other words, I was trying to do what it was I was told to do. But the spirit shut it down. You're about to understand why you needed to know. You're about to understand why they told you they were going to do it and they backed out. You're about to understand why you thought it was over and it kept going on. Somebody say the spirit shut it down. Asia was the next logical step. It made sense to do that next based on where they were. Pay, pay, pay attention. And, and, and the Holy Spirit shuts it down. Now, it's interesting to note that this denial was simply delay. And delay wasn't denial forever. How do you know that, Bishop? Because the Bible says later on he went to preach in Asia and he got the whole continent of Asia in two years and three months. The Holy Spirit just said, we ain't doing that right now. God, why won't you let me do it? Because it's not time right now. Watch me. They're not ready for you yet. Oh, my God. There's some of you 
Well, watch me. You thought that you weren't good enough. It's not that. They just weren't ready to receive how good you were. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. Come on. Say the Holy Spirit shut it down. See, it was the next logical step, but not the spirit-led step. I got to go. Why? Because Asia means to go outside of the plan of God. Why y'all moving so slow in the building? To go outside the plan of God. Pay, pay attention. Which includes when you do something. Because in Acts 19, he, he goes to Asia. And in fact, he has a great run in Asia. He sets up several, what they called Asia at the time for the Roman Empire. He has a great run in Asia. He's very successful in Asia. He sets up many churches in Asia. He does amazing work. P pay attention. Oh, my God. But the spirit shut it down. Now, if, 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 if you're a control freak, you're going to say, well, no, it needs to be Asia next because that must, makes most sense. And sometimes what makes sense doesn't, to you, it has nothing to do with God. Can I tell you, can I tell you, can I tell you that why you're about to have big fruit the second half? It's because you're about to do some stuff that doesn't make natural. It, other people looking at you saying, why are you doing that, baby? He got my hand. Open your mouth, shout, I'm spirit led. So, so look, so look, so look, so look. Verse 7. So this, because this is his journey in Acts 16. At the beginning of Acts 16, he, he gets Timothy. Timothy becomes a spiritual son to him. Timothy begins to travel with him. Because on his journey, there's some things he's picking up. And when they had come to Mysia, they attempted mm, to go into Bithynia. But the spirit of Jesus, that's the Holy Ghost, did not allow them. Well, what was he trying to go there for? To preach. What did they send him to do? To preach. What did the Lord say? No. You're going to get it in a second. You were just trying to get the loan because you wanted to possess the land. Matter of fact, you checked all the boxes. But it was shut down. You knew that relationship was going to be the one. You prayed about it. You fasted about it. Matter of fact, you had a dream, and that was who popped up in your dream. But he shut it down. You said, I'm going to start that business. Yes, Lord, I'm going to start that business in 2020. And then the Rona showed up. Watch me. Here's why this is significant. Bithynia means, pay attention, violence rushing in. If you do this now, it's going to be violent. If you do this now, it is not going to be easy. If you do this now, you're going to fight battles that you shouldn't have to fight. But you're going to have to fight them because you chose to do it. Watch me. Notice what the Bible says. He didn't say anything. He just prevented them. So you're walking up to it. And when you walk up to it, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -mm. See, and if, you, if, you, if you're not submitted, watch me, if you don't respect, if you don't, if you don't yada, you'll keep walking. You'll keep walking. And he's like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Now, I'm going to tell you again, no. Come back here. Because if I let you go, you don't see that man that's set up to assassinate you over there. 
you don't see that they were getting ready to shut the company down, so I didn't let you get that job. I'm protecting you something from something that you don't even see. And I'm not going to fight you. If you want to run on and do your own little thing, go on and do your little lottie D. But I'm trying to keep you from it being violent. Here's the second thing. It was Peter's territory. Peter was graced for Bithynia. What does it grace mean? There are things that God will have you to do that you're graced to do. Like, like people sometimes will look at different people and say, oh, wow, I don't know how they deal with that. They have the grace to deal with that. See, you have the grace to do what you do. People look at you and say, oh, my God, how did you raise three kids? I got the grace for it. People look at you and say, how did you build a business? You have the grace for it. How did you do this? You have the grace for it. How did you go through that divorce? You have the grace for it. How did you go through the bankruptcy? You have the grace for it. How did you build that? You have the grace for it. How did you defy statistics in a region like Denver? You got the grace for it. How did you become the first one in your bloodline to do it? You have the grace for it. But, but, but watch me. Paul didn't. So the reason it was going to be so rough for Paul is that God created places before people. So when people get into the right places, the places will produce for them, even if they don't produce for somebody else. You're, you're not listening. Do not judge your life. Listen, whenever I'm getting ready to do something, I am careful that I do not talk to people who aren't graced like I am. Why? Because they'll tell me, Bishop, you ain't going to be able to do this. You ain't going to be able to do this. You ain't going to be able to I said, well, listen, well, you must not know about my grace. Because my grace says that I can start in a place where black pastors are not supposed to do well. Black pastors are not supposed to succeed. But since 12, God's been doing it. I've been graced to take nothing and turn it into something. I need you to release a praise right there. Don't tell me what he can't do. My life is a life of grace. My life is a life of curse breaking. And I need you to help somebody say, you're a curse breaker. So I don't need you to tell me what I can't do. I need y'all to stop talking to some of your friends. They're not grace like you. Stop talking to some of your family. They're not grace like you. They can't do what you do when you do when you do what you do what you do because what you do, you've got the grace to do it. So watch me. So watch me. Here's the, watch me. So passing by Mishia, I got to quit. So passing by Mishia, they went down to Troas. They passed by Mishia. So, so watch me. Here we go again. You said, well, this makes sense. The, all these are the logical steps. Come on, let's go straight. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Come over here. Don't be their friend. I'm going to make them ghost you. And don't chase no ninja. Why? Because Mishia means the place of Achilles. Achilles in Greek mythology, which uh, uh, Acts is written by Dr. Luke, a Gentile, a Greco-Roman doctor. So he knew Greek mythology, so he embeds it in the meaning of the name Mishia. Watch me, Achilles, he died. Watch me, he had great strength, except when he got a cut on his heel. And when he got a cut on his heel, that one little cut became what killed him. <laughs> Pay attention. God says, I'm, uh -uh. see, you don't see that there's something, see, you said, well, this can't hurt me. It's all round. This isn't sharp. This isn't sharp. Yeah, because the sharp parts are hidden. If I flip this under, you'll see that there's sharp instruments that are down there. 
So watch me. I didn't need you to get cut. Why? Because then you were going to start bleeding and you were going to stop. You were going to stop leading because you were bleeding. You were going to give up because you got stuck. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Don't connect with them. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Don't follow their crazy behinds. They don't listen to nobody. They didn't had five pastors in 12 months. Don't fool with them. Watch me. Passing by. I just saved you a cut. Because your story would have ended there. You know why we call it our Achilles heel, meaning your most potent weakness? is because that's what he's remembered for, how he failed. You're going to be remembered for how you win. You're going to be remembered for how you succeed. I need to check this room because I got to hurry up and finish this work. With the real winners, please stand up and release a praise right there. You ain't going to be remembered for how you failed. You're going to be remembered for how you won. Somebody holler, all I do is win. My hands go up and they stay there. Let's go. You can grab a seat. Here we go. I got to finish. So watch me. So passing by Mishia, they went down to Troas. Pay attention. Where'd they go? Down to Troas. Pay attention. Pay attention. What if I told you when your spirit led, he also controls when you go down? <laughs> what if I told you he controlled the fact that you needed to be alone? What if I told you when your spirit led that he was behind people pulling away from you? What if I told you that when your spirit led? See, they went down to Troas. Pay attention. They went down to Troas. If I had time to teach you, but I didn't put it in a word because it was going to take us a whole other place. Troas, watch me, comes from the same root word as Trojan, which means hidden army. I put you in the valley to hide you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I had to take you in the valley. You came down, but just for a little bit, I needed to hide you because I was protecting you. I didn't want them to see you. I didn't want them to ambush you. And you're about to go from being overlooked to overbooked. You're about to go from nobody knowing your name to... Hey! Hallelujah! Pay attention. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. So look. So look. So look. So, so, so now we skip down to verse 25. Can I finish? I'm going to do it either way. It's, just, it's better when you say yes. <laughs> look at this. Verse 25. So now look where he leads them. He leads them to get locked up. And they're locked up in the inner prison. <laughs> what? Wait a minute, God. I was with you on all these other steps. But how are you going to lead me to get locked up? Pay attention. Lord, how are you going to lead me to a circumstance I can't control. How are you going to lead me to something where I'm dependent on an unjust judge? How are you going to lead me to something? What? This is crazy. Anybody ever found yourself in something to where you were like, God, how are we, 
How did we get? I've been faithfully serving. I've been faithfully giving. I've been, I got my five T's on lock. My five T's are snatched. I got it together. And this is where you lead me? <laughs> and watch me. And they're not just in prison. They're in the inner prison. And they're chained down. For those of you who grew up in church, you'll remember part of this story. You remember part of this story. Because here's verse 25. Here's the part you remember. But you never knew how they got there. You remember how they got out. You never knew how they got there. The spirit led them there. And you're about to find out why. I could throw this chair because it's about to get good. It's about to get good. Somebody said we're about to go all the way up. So rather than complaining that they've been led and they locked up. When it was midnight, pay attention. What is midnight? If you don't shout, I'm running out this building. What is midnight? Midnight is the beginning. Mm. It's a new beginning. Mm -mm. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. A new day is about to dawn. The old day is over. The new day is here. Let me tell you why God needed you to hear this word on this day. Because God says it's midnight. But today is the beginning of the eighth month. New beginning. New start. Somebody holler, it's midnight. And God's about to do something new. But at midnight, they didn't complain. And here's where, when you're a control freak, you complain because you don't like where you've been led. Watch me. And you view it as a sentence instead of a setup. They viewed it as a setup. Because at midnight, Paul and Silas, get over here, Silas. Paul and Silas, they didn't start complaining. They locked up, lock up. They're individually locked up separately. Lock your hands up. They looked at one another. This is why you need the right people around you. This is why I have you to check your section. This is why I have you to check. Why? Because the wrong one will say, well, why God got us here? The wrong one will say, maybe God is angry. The wrong one will say, why is the Lord doing this? But when you got the right people around you, watch what the Bible says. They began to pray. And they began to worship. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You better check your section right now. You better check your section right now. You better check your row right now. You better check who you streaming with right now. Check your living room right now. They began to pray and to worship. Watch me. Stop. And the prisoners were listening to them. God, why would you lead me here? Because I'm about to get more than just you free. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, watch me. Stop. Immediately. Pay attention to the Bible. Not just their doors. Read your Bible, please. It's on the screen. Immediately, all the doors were open. And everybody's bonds were unfashioned. Why did he lead you there? Because there were some other people that you were blessed to bless. That you were blessed to bless. That you were blessed 
to bless. Shout, I am a blessing. Stop. Look. So then, you think that's good enough. The jailer, who is a Philippian, pay attention. The jailer, he runs in. Earthquakes were common in that region. So the earthquake wasn't a miracle. The miracle was what that earthquake did. Pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. It was common, but because they were spirit-led, he took what was common and did something un- I will hit you in the head with this microphone if you don't open up your mouth. God took something normal. He took something natural. All you did was wave at him and say good morning, but what you didn't know is that they said, Lord, the next person that say good morning, I'm going to pay their debt off. All you did was something common, but God's about to do something uncommon. I got to quit. I got to quit. I'm out of time. Watch me. Everyone's bonds were, were unfastened. So watch what happens. The Philippian jailer, he runs in and he says, oh my God. Paul says, chill out, man. We're all here. He was getting ready to commit suicide. Pay attention. He's about to take his own sword and kill himself. And Paul said, don't do that. We're all here. We didn't run out. You know what the jailer says? Tell me, what must I do? Because if your God can can do this, I want your God. Let me tell you why you're still on that job. There's some shackles you still got to get free. Let me tell you why you're still in this city. There's some more people locked up. Let me tell you why you're still in what you're in. There's something you've still got to do, and you got to do it now before the end of this. So the man says, what must I do to be saved? Pay attention. What did I tell you he was from? He's Philippian. He's Philippian, so he came from Philippi. Pay attention. They led who locked them up to the Lord. What if I told you you're about to lead your biggest hater? What if I told you your biggest opponent is about to become your biggest endorsement? What if I told you that God is about to use what was meant for evil and turn it for your good? Pay attention. We're almost done. Look. Look at this. I have to preach it like I want to deliver day. And he took them. Who's them? The man's whole family. The Philippian jailer. Come here, Philippian jailer. Come here, Philippian jailer. He says, he asked these guys, what must I do to be saved? They said, look, go get your family. He runs, gets his family. Here, you two kids, come here, come here. here. Y'all going to just be part of it? Come on. You ask the Lord to use you. He uses you. Say hello to the world on the cameras, all right? Praise him. All right, watch me. So then what happens is he took them the same hour of the night. Pay attention. All this happened at midnight. Pay attention. All this happened within a few hours. What if I told you? What if? Listen, what if I told you that before the day is out, I'm trying to prophesy, but you won't respond. 
the same hour of the night. At when? Midnight. All this happens within an hour. All this happens on the same day. All this happened at a new beginning. Let me see if I can say it another way. I'm just going to say this right now. And for those of you that respond, great. For those of you that don't get it, that's fine. All of this happened on the first day of the eighth month. You don't want it? Don't say nothing. You don't believe God can do it? Don't praise Him. You don't believe He can do it? Don't give Him glory. Watch me. And He washed their wounds. I don't have time. And He baptized this whole family at once. Go to this camera, please. Watch me. Watch me. And He was baptized at once. He and all his family. You ready for this? What type of jailer was he? Philippian. So now come here, sir. Come on. You used to lock up Christians. But this guy started the church at Philippi. So when you read the book of Philippians, it's this man that ends up starting a church that changes a that changes a city. So why did the spirit lead you there? Because this is bigger than you. This is bigger than you. This is bigger than you. Open your mouth, say it's bigger than me. I gotta go. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I gotta go. I'm out of time. It's about eyes closed in this building and online. If you're not a Christian, listen, before you can be spirit-led, you got to be saved. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. This is your moment. Thirdly, I'm like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure wherever you're at in this building, online, watch me. On three, I need you to wave your hand in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji and say, it's me. Before you can be spirit-filled, you got to be saved. This is your moment. Don't miss it. This is not a game. This is not a joke. This is not some old-time religion. This is the living God that wants to live in you. One, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. Hands up in the building. Hand wave the emoji or say it's me online. One, two, three. Respond right now, wherever you're at. Hallelujah. Everybody, pray this with me real quick. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. That unconditional love. You don't wait on me to change. You love me while I'm changing. I give you my life right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Quickly, I need you to text that word that's on the screen. Text decision 877-552-4746 or use the QR code that's on the screen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd only at BJ's.